haven't already subscribed go and do that now because this is a pretty fun podcast i think so yeah we would love to hear from you on apple podcasts that's where you can write us a review and you can rate us and uh, you can listen anywhere but you could say something on apple podcasts say something positive Hopefully. if it's if it's negative or it negative, better be for a really good reason if it's for a dumb reason <laughs> then why why'd you why'd you leave the review <laughs> you can just go to another podcast it's not that hard why are you here we said sunshine medicine in episode one and we want only sunshine medicine from you amen but but uh see episode what 11 for quick tips on toxic positivity yeah we should do a starter pack of like necessary episodes to begin your coconut grove podcast obsession yeah exactly episode one though is really key because you learn about how such a good to story. cross a border internationally and pee in a cup that i i have to say that's classic trivia coconut grove uh you know that's that's really getting to the root of it yeah i was just gonna just gonna say we're doing a valentine's episode today it's it's happy valentine's day uh when this episode comes out Wow, what are you, Mike, doing? Yeah, happy Valentine's Day. Um, we have big plans. No, we don't. Our only plan was um, we wanted to do chocolate-covered strawberries. We did this one year in like a very, like, oh, that's very cheesy. Let's just try it and, I don't know, to make fun of it, I guess. And we did it. We're like, dang, these are really tasty. <laughs> Those are the so, literally the yeah. best, especially if you put, like, walnuts on it. Mm. Or like oh my almonds. God, that's such a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I never even thought to do it. I'm like, it's just like a weird, like hallmark thing, like buy those chocolate strawberries. But we made them and it was so fun. And then they were so good. And we just ate chocolate strawberries for like oh, especially when they're fresh, when you just have like a really ripe strawberry. Ugh. Delicious. Yeah. I know. So honestly, what well, it's Monday night, right? So I think we're just going to stay in, maybe get a bottle of red wine and do the strawberries. I, I'm sure we'll maybe like make a, a bit of a nicer dinner, maybe like pasta or something and then just chill. Nice. But uh, I, I, I'm pretty sure like a lot of the restaurants this weekend are going to be pretty busy. Yeah, I imagine so. And it's also Super Bowl Sunday, so it's just going to be a jam-packed weekend no matter where you go. It's going to be busy. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. I thought maybe we'll just avoid it for now. But uh, yeah, dinner at home sounds it'd nice. Be nice to get something out. Yeah, yeah. What are you guys gonna do? <laughs> probably the same thing. Well, I don't know. Uh, Nestor will probably work, but uh, he'll probably be off by like 
right before dinner time. So I don't know. Maybe we'll make something. Maybe we'll go out. I don't know. Do you still have some of your birthday cake left in the freezer? <laughs> no, we left it out one night because we forgot about it. So we had <laughs> oh, to throw it away. No. That's okay. It was so much frosting Shoot. that we were both kind of like, all right, like we had enough cake. <laughs> It just makes you sick. Yeah, yeah. I can only do so much. Yeah. Yeah. But. Dang. I was like, oh, maybe you could pull that out and, like, have a pre-made, like, dessert. Wouldn't that be great? No, I want chocolate. I want chocolate. Nestor is making this, like, really special Valentine's menu for the hotel. Um, Oh, yeah. And uh, it looks really good. So, at the very least, I'm going to try and just have him snag some for us. That is sweet. I, I did. It was like see. a brownie thing. It's like brownie with like yeah. ice cream or something. And it was like it was really colorful. Yeah. Um, we had like that, gooseberries so and pretty. raspberries and flowers and stuff. I know his plating yeah, is next yeah, level. I saw that. His work is getting so crazy, so visually appealing too. Like I am always looking at the the chef in Hollywood. Very cool. Yeah, we'll plug it. He's doing so well. I know. He is doing yeah. great. I actually, I'm really excited to have him on a future episode because I want to know about um, his recommendations for dining out in LA. Ooh, that would be which, a really good episode. Ooh, that could be a really yeah. good bonus episode because you and I kind of want to do some yeah. like out and about in LA episodes. Audience, if you're yeah. uh, interested in LA-specific episodes for bonus episodes, let us know what you want. Coffee shops, thrift shops, restaurants, anything. Yeah, we could put a we we could definitely put a poll together, and like you guys could go vote on Instagram and tell us what you want. Yeah, we'll do it all, but let's 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 put our priorities straight. Yeah, what guys. do you want the let's most? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, that would be great. Well, so you'll stay at home, maybe go out. Yeah, I got to work, so. I know. It's a weird day for... Monday night. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not putting any pressure on it. We're still in COVID time, so I have, like, no high expectations until things resume. Isn't it so sad that it's, like... We're still in COVID times. Like, that's going on forever. I know. It's endless. Are we telling our, our grandchildren, like, oh, the COVID time was like, it was 12 years. I know, right? Life. For real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, and then you said this weekend you might do something for the Super Bowl? Yeah. We might go do this, like, uh, small potluck rooftop gathering thingamabob. Sounds really fun. Oh, that's okay. But I'm not like a huge football fan. So I'm thinking I kind of want to show up like right before the halftime show. So it's like I get a little bit. I know where the where the teams are at right before halftime. Then I get to see the full halftime show. And then like the most exciting part of the game, I'm there for, you know. (laughs) Just show up and be like, okay, so what are these people doing? And where's the guacamole? (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah i mean there's definitely some sports that i'm more into than others but football is like eh, it's okay i've had a good time at football games but I let me know. guess you love hockey it's, maybe the, it's the atmosphere <laughs> i'm just teasing I mean, <laughs> <laughs> 
I like to play hockey, but I don't watch you on my sports. Yeah, it's just all right. It's like fun when you're there in person. Absolutely. In person sports is like, it's more for the party. It's fun. But turn on sports, like, no, probably not. Probably never. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I can't think of a time when I did this. So. Yeah. No. But I will say that one time I watched a a live soccer match. Actually, I was in Spain. That was so freaking cool. But it, again, atmosphere, party, meeting new people, probably very drunk. Great time. Great time. Nice. So, yeah. 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 Um, so I know you're going to ask how my week was, and I'm just going to tell you because I'm really excited. Yeah. Get it out um, there. <laughs> so... I, I've been like juggling around, well, I don't know if juggling around, I've been chatting around with some different, um, like shops and, and things for potential places to sell my artwork. And it sounds like I might be doing a pop-up shop at a store in LA in March. Ooh, how exciting. Where at? Yeah. Um, do you know the Canyon on... Franklin? Franklin? Yes. We, yeah. yeah, I do know that one. That's such a really fun, yeah. like, area of town. Like, there's a there's a sushi yeah. stop right there. There's a cute little witchy bookstore right there. It's great. Love that area. Yeah, it's so cute. So I've, like, I mean, talking to the owner, she's really nice, and she just wants to support local artists. And, um, like I was following her and I don't know, we just kind of got chatting and she's like, your work's pretty cool. I think it would sell well. Um, so it's just, it's going to be like a one day event where she highlights me as like a local maker and I work outside her store and she helps me set up a little thing. Oh my gosh. And that sounds so fun. Yeah. So I'm like so excited, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, what are the legalities of like being Canadian and having to set up like a shop here. So because like everything I've done so far is like online transaction, like PayPal, like it's really easy. Um, so I will have to figure that out. Cool. And how was your week? Yeah, my week has been OK. It's been a little rocky um, so far. Just uh, some mental health stuff. Um had to take a mental health day yesterday, um, which is well Wednesday, uh, although this comes out on a Monday. So uh, yeah, so I had to take a bit of a mental health day and just kind of like, I don't know, not self-diagnosing, but kind of self-diagnosing some stuff and just trying to figure out about who I am. So just a bit of identity crisis, which we talked about a little bit off air, but Overall, it's just yeah. a pretty normal week, I guess. <laughs> I think people can definitely relate to the identity crisis. Um, yeah. The mental health. I used to call it my quarter life crisis, but like it, it hasn't gone away. <laughs> Still here. <laughs> yeah. It's like um, every month there's, <laughs> I don't know if it's just like millennials, but it's just like everything becomes too much and there's just always a crisis waiting to boil over and then anytime I want to do anything exciting 
something about capitalism ruins it for me. I'm always like Jesus snapped Christ, into reality of like, oh, oh, our world is really, it's really sad right now. There's a lot of stuff that's not going right. So, oh, cat, cat meow. Hopefully it didn't pick that yeah. up. Who is it? Cleo. Oh, I can hear that. Hi, Cleo. So, yeah, looking forward to uh, some mental peace. But it's a journey. It's a process. I'm not trying to rush anything. I'm just trying to take it one day at a time. But, yeah, I guess it's kind of timely because the last episode came up was mental health. So, <laughs> although maybe in that moment I was feeling like 10 out of 10, I can relate to it today. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how it goes in waves. I feel like that's how it is. It's just, it can sneak up on you too, right? Like, yeah, exactly. It, it really snuck up on me yesterday. It's just like nothing. Yeah, like all of a sudden out of nowhere, I was like, okay, I'm really depressed. And I just like start crying. I'm like, cool. <laughs> This is not what I needed today. <laughs> but that's on mental no, health. No, there's like no warning signs. It just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. Yes, I know. Well, there is such nice weather in LA this week. So maybe that will be a boost to help. I don't know. Yeah, I just got to convince myself to get outside. Swim. You know? In these states of mind, it's really hard for me to get outside just in general. Like, I know it is good for me, and I know I'll be happier once I go outside, but the actual, like, physical movement of trying to get outside is so hard. <laughs> too many too many things to do. I got to put new clothes yeah. on. I got to put shoes on. I got to make sure that I look, like, socially presentable. I got to have headphones on in case work calls. Um, like, I just i am constantly thinking about all the things that I need, and then I'm like, eh. It's just easier to lay right here on bed. If they need something, I can answer it right here. I got my iPad. I got my phone. I don't need anything else. So it's hard to leave. <laughs> yeah. It is hard to leave. Yeah. Especially when you need that time, like on work hours. It's just like, you know, it will be beneficial, but it's hard to go to oh, they could call or could be an emergency. Yeah, it's like I can never get myself to a coffee shop to go working because I'm like, well, what if in the 10 minutes I have to commute to the coffee shop, they need something super urgent and I'm not answering and then they think that I'm a bad employee. This is life. This is my life. I'm always like... I'm glad you can relate. I can't have any fun. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) They're like, you work from home. You must be slacking up. I'm like, no, I am just sweating bullets. Whilst working from home, I am just as stressed. I just don't have a, I just don't have a photocopier and a fax machine. And a cubicle. <laughs> like, that's it. And a cube. Well, I know. But. So. Well, I'm glad you can relate. Yeah. Um, totally. Well, let's, let's go to the brighter side of life and let's talk about friendships because you're obviously a great friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's talk about friendships. So this episode uh, is coming out on Valentine's Day, but we are going to do a Galentine's Day episode. So all about friendships and making friends, because that's hard, especially when you're an adult. That's so hard. Even as a kid, I literally remember a kid coming up to me in like the fourth grade and she was like, I like you. Can we be friends? And it was so genuine and so lovely. And I was such a dick. And I remember being like, that's so weird. Now, (laughs) 
we Aww. were friends and I liked her and I did not tell her this, but I remember thinking that was weird. And I'm like, that's not weird. That's what you should do. Good for her. At a young age, she really had her shit together and I was the dick. But yeah, making friends is hard. Yeah. It ha- well, hopefully you don't do that now. Like, well, you didn't do that to me. Oh, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I didn't do anything to her either. <laughs> she was lovely. I just thought that was weird. Yeah. Kids' social interactions are all just a whole separate world, too. The way that kids communicate. It's fascinating, honestly. Oh, totally. And I think kids are often a lot more forward. And I think that's why people make a lot more friends, like, as a kid or, like, when you're still in school. I think, like, a lot of people who, I guess, go to college or go to some kind of thing, like, straight out of high school, like, that's, like, another opportunity to extend that, like, those childhood years and, like, try to meet more people that share similar interests. And, like, I know a lot of people in my family, too, like, they didn't necessarily do that. And they definitely have a harder time, uh, yeah, meeting people that they share a lot of interests with. It's a lot harder once you're in your 20s and 30s and, I guess, older. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think the fear is heightened of, like, uh, how do I communicate with this person? What do they like? What do they not like? Um, it's it's a lot like dating, honestly, making friends. But it's like worse, cause like at least if you're dating, you can be like, ah, this person's physically attractive. Like I can just like chill, like not have to say anything. I can just be like, oh, I'll stare at you. And there's something like socially kind of acceptable about just being physically present with someone on a date. But like you can't just like you can't just like stare at a potential friend and be like, I have nothing to say to you, but I like being around you. Like, no, you creep. Oh, well, sometimes I feel like that though. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to say. Can I just like sit here while you sit here? <laughs> You're more than welcome to do that, but I feel like on a first friend date, that could be harder. Then. Yeah, totally. Well, mate, you know what? You have a good point. I'm sure if you did that on a like a date date first date that could also be pretty yeah tricky (laughs) that might not come out very well yeah I guess it depends on the energy right if you feel like the energy of the person is very calm and very grounded you might find it easier to just be silent with them but if they don't they don't give like a positive energy it might be more anxious you might probably not want to do something like that you might want to keep a conversation active I think maybe it's probably person dependent actually yeah you're totally right um, like whatever energy the other person's giving off do you like do you feel like you try to match the energy of like the person you've met or overcompensate yes not oh absolutely kind of acting the way you were hoping absolutely or I'll like come into a situation where I'm like I don't know where their energy's at but I have a feeling like 99% of the time somebody else's energy is going to be higher than mine or like kind of like they're going to be like the happy bubbly person right so sometimes coming into new social situations I will be like as close to that as I can in some ways like because I feel like that's the energy that needs to be matched versus if I come into a social situation and I'm like more nervous or more quiet or more reserved and the other person's really bubbly 
then they're going to be like, oh, well, this person's boring or they think I'm lame or something like that, right? So I definitely match the energy or at least predict the energy going in. Do you? Um, I think usually when I meet someone, I'm nervous that they're going to figure out really quickly that I'm super weird and super dorky. That's literally my fear. I'm like, it's going to be like five minutes and then she's going to be like, well, she's, you're not she's weird or dorky at all. Awkward. You're not. You're totally fine. But maybe that's because I can relate to oh. you in that I don't know. I feel like also our friendship is just so effortless in some ways because you and I have always been very open about our like mental health and like the ways in which that we are able to communicate. Like there will be days that you and I just both have grumpy face on, but we're like fine. Like we're happy to be around each other. We're just like our social battery ran out and like this is what we're able to give each other. And like we both accept that <laughs> because that's because we know that about each other. So I appreciate that about 100%. you. Yeah, I feel the same way about you. I don't feel like I have to put on some kind of face or like come up with an excuse. I'm just like, hi, this is the situation. And you're like, okay. Yeah, super non-judgmental because I literally give you the exact same thing. And I'm like, if you can be not judgmental about that, then I can. It's like, it was just like a very equal exchange that we both just really caught on to each other very early on. And I think that's like what makes this relationship work really well. It doesn't, I don't think that exists with other people as easily. I don't know if you feel the same. Oh, yeah. Hands down. There are people that I think they demand like your best self every time. And you have to have people like that in your life. I feel like those are the people that kind of push you to be better. Um, But then you just can't spend a lot of time with those people too, because that's not the reality of life. Like you're not your best self every time you go hang out with your friends. Like sometimes you're just off. Um, then I think you also have your soul suckers and you, you know, you have your people who are just in it to get some guidance for whatever reason. Ego. It's always ego. (laughs) It's always ego. Ego. Yeah. Like there's something they want from you. Um, what do they say? They say like, Friends for a reason, friends for a season, or friends for a lifetime. Do you feel like that's true? Yeah, and always I, I can go check, check, check for each of a different kind of friend that's come and gone or has come and stayed. Totally. What about you? Oh, yeah. Like, I have not stopped moving around since I was, like, 21. So there's a lot of friends for reasons and seasons, but... I think at the end of the day, a lot of them have become friends for a lifetime just by virtue of how deep we were able to get in a short period of time. Or like, I think a lot of people, it's because like, I've gone through such stressful situations with these people. Um, We like to say we went to war, especially when we were going through the, the master's program. Yeah, I guess that's definitely an intimate time to spend with people. I I have I don't have any formal college experience, so I can't speak to that. But um, I can definitely I can see that in some ways. You know, it's funny. Um, as an ex Christian slash uh, non practicing 
Christian slash spiritual person. I don't know. I don't know where my definition stands. I don't believe in God, but I believe in something, right? But I grew up Christian. It's like when you when you're like spending that much time with somebody on a related topic, like obviously you build some kind of like connection with them. And that's something that I really loved about going to church when I was a kid. It was it was that, that common shared connection that everyone can relate about and talk about constantly. And everybody shares that with you in that specific space. And out of that space, there's no guarantee that the people can relate to you. So I can totally see that. Do you, I mean, I know that's like super, like, I don't know, religious slash childhood memory, but do you, can you relate to that in some way? I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, I, I think so. Like, I think that, you know, that's like friends for a reason. Like you guys have such a deep bond of one particular thing. Um, it's so effortless to be able to connect about that thing. And you may have nothing else in common, but you know that that's going to work out and that's going to work really, really well. I feel like that's kind of, I feel like that's maybe how a lot of these relationships started, but then because I couldn't leave, (laughs) you know, I was like, oh, let's get to know you a bit better. And then, uh, yeah, then it became a lot more. Yeah, um, I can totally see that. But some, yeah, some people just, there wasn't enough there, maybe. Yeah, I I feel like I... I don't think I've ever stayed still anywhere long enough, like past high school, really, to kind of form that kind of connection. So um, I have a couple like long term friends that I don't necessarily speak to anymore, but like we check in with each other on social media, right? That's why social media exists. And like we can see each other's lives and kind of participate in that way. Um but yeah, I don't, I, I, I guess I, I'm coming to this conclusion of like, I don't, I don't have that same experience. So I find it kind of cool. I feel like I've moved around. So a lot of my friends are kind of like specific places in my life. And I guess like I can pinpoint each friend by a specific time in my life. Does that make sense? Oh, hands down. I feel like that's kind of what I'm saying too. But I, I mean, I moved for school, but I don't think it was school that it wasn't necessarily school that was important. It was the fact that I had moved somewhere. Yeah, well, speaking of moving, I guess, um, do you want to speak on your experience of moving to L.A. and trying to make new friends here? Um, well, I, I guess we moved here about a year ago now. And to be very honest, I sat in my house, uh, doing nothing for about three months every day. To be fair, this was during COVID. Yeah, I, I was feeling pretty sad for myself. And I didn't really think that I had a lot to offer people and I didn't have a lot of money. So I, I wasn't really sure like what to do with anyone. So I guess I was basically getting more and more depressed and feeling like maybe LA wasn't the best move. And, you know, when you spend a lot of time with your partner and no one else, it just, you get kind of clingy. And for us, like it's a little 
like it gets a bit of tension if if one person's just kind of like bored out of their mind. So something had to give. And I started looking and I noticed that there was this LA Facebook group. I mean, there's what? There's lots. Um, I don't even remember. Is it Social Girls of LA? Maybe. That's definitely one of them. There's like LA ladies or something like that. Ladies of Los Angeles. There's a few different ones. You just got to. I would just like search those yeah. same keywords and then like join all of them. <laughs> women only. There's obviously a exactly. well, women identifying only um, for most of these. The, there's always a questionnaire to make sure that you're not just trying to see what what's going on in the underground <laughs> with the girls. <laughs> exactly. So I was like following this and I was pretty much just like stalking. Not stalking. But like, you know, I was just watching it. I was like, oh, this looks fun. People are having a good time. And like, sounds like people are in exactly my position. Like they moved, they don't know anyone. Like this is not a unique experience. Like no one, very few people are from LA. Like get over yourself. So I think I just wrote a little like, hi, this is me kind of post. And lots of really nice people reached out. I became very stressed because I was like depressed. And then I was like super anxious because I was like, now I have to respond to 40 people. And, um, I, if you were one of those people, I'm so sorry. I think I only responded to like five people. Um, met one girl, really, really nice girl. I really wish I had kept in touch with her, but our, like my work schedule was beyond backwards to hers and um it just it just felt like I could never make time for her and then uh, all of these things to say I then had to go away to Canada and come back and blah, blah, blah. I, I just lost touch but really like that girl maybe one day I'll reach out to her again and she'll be like whoa okay um and then I guess at that point somebody invited me to like a dinner I think um it kind of it was fine and she was really nice and there was another girl there too who was also just genuinely a very good person and they both wanted to like help me find a job and like make sure I felt settled and they were older than me like I think the other girl was my age or maybe a year or two younger like you um and these girls were like way more career focused and it just like kind of felt more like about career and stuff and it just I wasn't there like you know like I think it's it's good to meet people within like a few year range from you because you're just going through similar life experiences right so it just it wasn't quite the right fit for me and I just I'm not gonna maybe see them again and then I got back on the Facebook group like maybe a month later and I saw your post And I was like, oh, this girl's super creative. Like, thank God. I didn't even realize. Like, I've been waiting for someone to ask that kind of question. Um, I was actually really excited when I saw your post. And I immediately responded. I was like, yes, this is exactly what I want to do. But I also was like, hopefully she doesn't think I'm weird. And hopefully she doesn't think, like, an artist is, you know, there's, like, artists can be cool or artists can be, like, old ladies that live in their parents' basements. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh, maybe she'll be like, oh. (laughs) No, I was really Um, excited to meet you. Um, Yeah. 
Oh, that's good. So, yeah, I, I I was gonna invite you out to one of the best rooftop bars in LA, but mine was too long. <laughs> we still haven't made it there. Because <laughs> yeah, the line is always so long. Because rooftop bars are where it's at. I know they're so cool. So yeah, I met you, and um, outside of that, I. I feel like a lot of friends back home, I, they're just like really well connected. I don't know. But everywhere I've gone, someone's been like, oh, I know someone who knows someone who knows someone. Do you want to meet them? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and today's person I got to meet was uh, my friend Katrina. And she's wonderful. Like we have so much in common. And that that was a huge like lucked out situation because she's actually from Victoria so um well generally and uh yeah we have a lot in common there and we can share a lot about like life back home and being a Canadian (laughs) Um, so yeah I have like what two friends and then I I meet a lot of I I meet a lot of people a lot of my neighbors because of the complex being so uh friendly, I guess. Everybody talks to everybody. So starting to meet some neighbors and um, starting to, we're going to go over for dinner to one of the neighbor's houses. They're really cool. They're from Europe and uh, get to know them a bit better. But yeah, thank God for the Facebook group. I've got to say that. Yeah. So do you like making friends? Do you find it like enjoyable? Do you find it easy? Um, I think it takes a lot of energy to psych myself up. Like I I think I'm really good at putting on that kind of like brave face of like, okay, I can be socially um, under control kind of. And I think that's just because I work with patients. So like if I'm super anxious and super nervous and giving off really weird vibes, like it's not going to go well. Um, so I have that skill like, for that but I think it takes a lot of energy to psych myself up to meet someone new and I'm very nervous and I'm always doubting myself and I'm always like will we have anything in common will I look okay will they think I'm weird do they like what do I do if it doesn't go well and then like within two minutes it's like oh this person's super cool I'm having the best time I'm so happy I did this like what about you like do you ever like have that experience and then leave being like thank god yeah, I mean, I can relate to a lot of what you said. Um, I'm, I definitely like, I'm always overthinking, like, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna look like? What am I gonna wear? What are they gonna wear? Am, am I gonna be overdressed? Am I gonna be underdressed? Should I order food? Is it weird to eat food in front of the person that I just met? Like, it's like a billion questions. So much anxiety. I love that one. Should I eat? Yeah. Well, that one always stresses me out because I'm, you know me, I'm always hungry. So like my body is saying, yeah, bitch, eat, like eat something. Um, (laughs) But then like my social anxiety is like, you're like, I got the shakes. (laughs) And then my social anxiety is like, you better not eat in front of that person because you are just going to make the weirdest faces. They're going to see food in your teeth. Like it's so rude to eat in front of people, like just all those. So I usually just like, Nibble, 
until I get comfortable with the person, but meeting, I'll just like nibble. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen this about me, but 90% of the time I take my food to go so I can eat it in peace without people watching me eat. Yeah. You did not want to eat when we were together. <laughs> I don't like to eat You're in front like, of people. only. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Even if I'm hungry. And it, that's the thing that drives me crazy about myself. Cause it's like, I don't like to eat in social situations unless we're going out to dinner. Like, that's different. Like, meeting somebody for the first time, 90% of the time you're not going out for dinner together. Like, even getting lunch is awkward. I don't like ordering with people that I don't know. Like, I, I, I really don't like eating in front of people I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. And that one's always awkward for me. That's, that's funny. I, like, I, it's funny because I'm thinking back to, like, before I got my braces, I I didn't like to eat in front of people either because I couldn't bite things. So my sandwiches would fall apart. But I'm like, I don't think that's what you, your problem is. I'm just clumsy all the time. So I know it. I'm either going to spill something on me. I'm going to get it stuck in my teeth. I'm going to have it smudged on my face. I'm going to have crumbs all over the table and just look like an absolute ape. Like... There are all these things that I just know about myself and I'm like, it's like, I feel comfortable around like people that I know or like there are specific foods that I'm comfortable eating. I'm like, this is a foolproof food. It's easy to eat. It's not messy. It's like, it's not smelly. It's not weird looking. It looks healthy. Like I also overthink like the health of the food. Like it's crazy meeting people. So yeah, but walking... Meeting people is so hard. It really is. But walking away, most of the time I feel pretty good because I feel like, okay, like they seem to like me. (laughs) Like they don't hate me. Like they didn't say anything weird. There are like, this usually comes down to like dates. Like obviously haven't gone on a date in a while, but we're with, you know, a different person. You know what I mean? But when back in my Tinder days, I would definitely like feel like I'm like putting out my best and it's like they're giving like 50% and I'm like cool well you're lame anyways <laughs> right so that's horrible but I don't think girls are like that that's why I don't think that I've had that experience like making friendships because for the most part I feel like girls are pretty good about reading each other and reading like or at least being able to be polite with somebody like if you're feeling not the vibe in some sort of like social hangout when you're meeting somebody new you're not feeling it you don't think that you guys really you don't think that you're going to be friends you're still going to have like you're still going to try and put your best out for each other and still try and enjoy the time that you both committed to I feel like most women can relate to that but sometimes men do not um they can be jerks but that's okay I don't know, but I, I definitely agree that, like, even when you can see it's not going super well, like, most women are pretty dang respectful and will, like, try to keep it, like, light and fun or, like, wrap it early. Yeah, like, exactly. Or, like, wrap it early. Like, I was thinking that, too. Like, yeah. okay, well, this isn't going anywhere, and I don't think either of us really need to waste our time. <laughs> so... Yeah, so I I usually feel pretty good walking away. Yeah, but I just, it's like, I feel like women are more sensitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I know you use the um, Facebook groups 
uh, what have, what has your experience been with the Facebook groups? The Facebook groups is actually pretty nice um, because at least the way that some of them work here is like there is this like unsaid way to introduce yourself on them. And it's basically like a bunch of photos and all of your interests. Like you tell everybody literally everything about you in two paragraphs. And then you say, if you like me, hit me up, <laughs> just like a dating profile. And then you wait for the comments to flood in. It's so true. So am I your girl? You're one of my girls. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm seeing some other girls too. I'm a flirt. What can I say? I know. Oh. <laughs> you are too. Don't I'm even. Glad. You have to diversify. Exactly. And I, <laughs> yeah, I need some content for our friend. show. I need to be able to have some life updates other than I've been sitting in bed for four days with the cats. Like, I have to give you something. <laughs> oh, God. No, I am so glad you are. That's very healthy and very normal. <laughs> yeah, um, so it's it's been good. So, um, I've met a couple other people through the Facebook groups. Um, definitely different types of people, but also the same kind of person I vibe with at the same time. So it's nice because you can really... When you really specify the your hobbies and the things that you like and the other kind of people you're looking for, whether you're posting or you're responding to the post, it's really easy to identify from the start what you can relate in. So it makes the initial conversations really easy as you're getting to know the person because you're like, okay, well, I already know we share these like five common things. Like worst case scenario, we can default to these things and talk about them as we're getting to know each other. And even if we can't relate to anything else in the conversation, we can default to these things. And if it's really surface level, then that's fine. And you wrap up the date and then you kind of just go about your business until somebody else comes along. So um, it's been positive both ways, I think. I've met like, I've definitely gone to some like group meetups and they've just been okay. Or I've gone to group meetups where I felt really good about and then nobody really stayed in touch. So I guess it really varies. I, I definitely think like the people meant to like be in your social circle are the ones that are going to stick, you know? Yeah. There's something interesting about that. Like, I feel like that's kind of what happened with the other girl too. It's like, it was a great connection. I really think we both hit it off, but yeah, just didn't stay. So it wasn't meant to be, you know? Yeah. And I think that I, like I'm okay with that like on both sides like if somebody was like like you're really nice Katie but you know it's kind of surface level like I don't feel like we really have too much to relate to or like the the energy doesn't match like I don't feel offended by that because at the same time like I want a friend that I can be a hundred percent comfortable with and if we're neither of us are a hundred percent comfortable then it's not going to be a good friendship like that's just the way it's going to be so I would rather take my time and find somebody who can just let me be me whatever that is, <laughs> as we've discussed with my identity crisis. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But, like, that's what you were saying, too, is, like, it's a lot of work to be someone you're not. So why collect more friends that put you in that place? Yeah, I guess that goes back to the whole saying of, like, would you rather have, like, a thousand friends or, like, two really good ones? And I think the majority of people would answer, like, two really good ones. Like, those are the people that you can just be you with and just, like, let them be them with. And it's really comforting to be in a situation where 
everybody can just be themselves in whatever way that that looks like. They can say whatever they want without judgment. They can feel whatever they want without judgment. They can express themselves in whatever ways without judgment. And I think that's ultimately everyone's goal in making friendships. So something I'm, I guess, a little curious about is like, when, like for me, like when I was depressed and stuff, like when does someone know it's time to make friends as an adult? Like, I think a lot of people struggle with that. Like they think they're fine, but they're in a rut or they're not getting out much or like, when is the time? Well, I also think, I think that, you know, based on like your social necessities, like I think everybody has some range of social necessity, like whether you're extremely extroverted and you get it from anybody, especially in packed areas. Well, maybe not all extroverts, but just generally speaking, like if a person gathers their energy from like large amounts of people, right, then they should want to expose themselves more to those situations. That's what brings them life. But if somebody is being forced into social situations, it's they're not necessarily going to express themselves in their best light. They're not going to be able to connect with that person in in the way that feels authentic to them. Uh, so I guess if you're trying to make friends while going through a mental health issue, the main priority when like making friends is always being transparent with them. Like you don't need to be a Debbie Downer and be like, hi, I'm Katie and I am depressed all the time. What's your name? Like you don't need to do that. But I think I mean, that's something that you and I were really open about on our conversation when we first met each other. And it felt natural. Like, it didn't feel like either of us were forcing it. It's like, yep, this is what I go through. Oh, cool. You go through that too? Great. Like, I already know this is going to be a good friendship right off the bat because you set those expectations. If you're not being transparent, then you're leaving the other person up to fail because they don't know what you're going through. So they can't support you in the right ways. So there's some advice there. And then also, like, don't pressure yourself into social situations if you're not ready. Like, it's a you don't have to make friends if you don't want to in that moment like you'll know when you're like again your social necessity is run out and you need some social interaction whatever that looks like whether that's connecting with a friend whether that's connecting with a family member whether that's making new friends um I think you know just like innately what you need so um also finding friends specific for what you need in that moment finding friends like going specifically out to find friends that relate to your specific mental health experience can help you cope through that experience. And then when you feel comfortable making new friends, like you'll know, you'll know it's time to be ready because you've already kind of like prepped and primed yourself. You've healed yourself in some ways. You've acknowledged some of your own experiences and validated it through others' experiences. So that's my long-winded answer. No, I think that's really smart, um, especially the transparency. Because I agree, like, it's really hard to, well, exist with a mental health concern and then not drop it on your new friend, but relate to your new friend and be real with your new friend and actually use that as a point to connect because who doesn't want to know their friend more intimately and more deeply? Yeah. And if somebody's really turned off by that, then they're not the person for you. Like, that's just fine. Like, they don't need to be pressured into 
understanding or taking care of whatever mental health journey you're on. Like that's not their responsibility as somebody new coming into your life. So don't set up that expectation. Um, But also just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the second point was. (sighs) It's 9.30 on a Thursday night. My brain's a little wobbly, but I guess my, my point makes itself, I suppose. Like, you know when you're ready, you know you know where your social limits are, and just don't pressure somebody else into a situation that you don't have to. Yeah, that's what it was. You know yourself. You know yourself and you know your limits. No, I think that's totally fair. Um, are there other ways that you've met friends in big cities, well, especially L.A., that wasn't on the Facebook groups? You know, in L.A., it's harder to speak to because – most of my time here has been during COVID. Um, but some other ways that I have made friends is like, well, I'm when I lived in Portland, I worked as a barista. So I had a front-facing job. I basically met all of my customers. So it was really easy to get to know people that way. I actually did end up making some friends uh, that were my barista customers um, simply because I saw them repeatedly every single day and you like start to ask them questions. You see them all the time. They ask you a million questions because they see you all the time. So um, just kind of like that repetition is really easy to build friendships. Um, if you're feeling like your social battery is really high, um, going to a bar is actually really easy. And it's one of those things that feels less intimidating, like going to a party feels super intimidating or going to a club, like going to like really big places. But a bar is really easy because it's literally just one long table and the person you sit next to is just your conversation, like whatever that looks like. If the, if the person is not already engaged in their own conversations, but this is ways that I've, I've met people before. Um, it's just chatting it up at a bar, the bar side. Just classic. freaking cool. Yeah. Especially at an airport. That's the best. Because you're like, I have nothing to lose. I'm never going to see you again. Yeah, bye. <laughs> That's so freaking cool. So, like, yeah, you, you make a good point. If your social battery is high, you're feeling good. I would not do that in any normal day. Would I have done that yesterday? Hell no. You could have never forced me to do anything like that. So that's what I was saying. You kind of like monitor yourself. You know yourself. If you're feeling risky, if you're feeling like taking the risky road on the game of life, then that's a really fun way. You can meet really unique. Frisky. Yeah. You can meet really cool people and you never know who you're going to have a conversation with. Um, And it really does not have to be deep. A lot of conversations that I've had at bars are just like super surface level. But it's nice because you, you feel some sort of like commonality again like you share you're sharing a common experience so let's enjoy this together so it's easy but again like it's like it's Um, isolated for me I guess uh that kind of reminds me of like experiences while traveling so like a lot of people travel in certain ways like when I've traveled by myself I like to travel by like staying in the hostels and yeah, they're cheaper, but it's mostly because you meet such cool people, right? Like you're all kind of forced to talk to the person in the room with you or like go to the little shared space and like meet people or like a lot of you have similar interests. Obviously you landed in the same city. Like I found that to be like the most fun way. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Nestor always talks about people that he met through hostels when he first came here as well. Um, yeah, it's it's always, I mean, especially going to new places, moving to smaller areas. I don't know if you have any experience on that, like moving somewhere smaller. Um, but when I moved to Alaska for that summer job a couple of years ago, um, you kind of like move into a more remote area. So then the town is smaller and then you start to learn everybody in the town and then everybody in the town knows you. So that's always cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, have you had any experience with, uh, like, well, Bumble BFF for, for example? No, I haven't done anything like that. I think, uh, Facebook groups is, are as a uh, social media as I've gone with, uh, friends I mean, I've, I've made internet friends in my life just by kind of being on the internet and sharing common interests in that way. But uh, some of those people I've never even met in real life, though. But that's like last episode, right? Like they made a Oh, yeah. We were talking about that. Yeah. That, yeah. Internet friends can be some of like the strongest friendships because you can be so honest. Yeah, exactly. Um. One thing I struggle with a lot is long distance. So like when you really, really do hit it off with someone, you really, truly are a friend for a lifetime, but you don't live there anymore. Like I've struggled with, I have a lot of very good friends that I have moved away from and I have a hard time with that. Yeah, I think everyone does. I think that's just like kind of, you care about who's in your vicinity. Not that you don't care about people outside of it, but you, you just like know what you see. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot harder to ignore you. <laughs> I hope like so. Me and you're like, hi, I'm at your door. <laughs> but, Level you up. <laughs> yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just here. <laughs> I want, I want coffee. Um, yeah. And it's not that I ignore my friends, but it's just like, well, you're not here. That's always been hard. I think that that's uh, that makes me sad because um, you want to maintain those friendships, but it's it's harder when you're not together. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, uh, you want to share a story you were told about one uh, about making friends by one of your friends? Yes. So that's why I asked you about Bumble BFF because she said she had a bit of a blumber on bumble bff Ooh, spill the um, tea yeah it's not that exciting but it's funny is she so as i said a lot of um people like in my situation we went to school and then uh, we all moved across the world to try to get jobs so it's very very common for us to not go back to our hometown so anyway she is a really good friend of mine. She moved um, to a small town in Canada and she's like, oh, I just can't meet friends. Like there's no one around. There's older people here. It's really hard to make friends. So like she tried to meet people like in her work area, but like our profession is very small. So she, okay, I'll meet some other healthcare providers. And then I remember her telling me, she's like, okay guys, I, I snapped. I made a profile on Bumble BFF and I was making fun of her because like that just sounds so cheesy, right? Like are you swiping for your friends anyway she ended up meeting someone who was really cool they really hit it off they hung out like two or three times 
And I was like, hey, how's that friendship going? Like, are you still, still hanging out with that girl? And she's like, no, I found out that she's pregnant. And she dropped off the face of the earth. Oh, my oh. goodness. Wait. So. So as soon as she got pregnant, she was like, peace out. I got other priorities or what? Yeah, I don't know if it was just like the shock of being pregnant or finding out that she was pregnant, but she was like never available. And then she was like gone. So, um, yeah, check and make sure that your future friend isn't just like got a bun in the oven because <laughs> could be it. <laughs> or if they do, make sure that you're ready to provide the right emotional support because it sounds like there might be some women in need. I know. I was like, dude, you you had a baby like a year later. <laughs> like you probably could have bought Yeah, on right? That. I know. But that's so funny. I don't know. Yeah. She's like, no. So anyways, she just I guess she never made friends there. But I mean that's so hard. Like you were saying, this small town experience, like it's really hit or miss. Like you can become really, really close with some people or just not find your yeah, I mean, you're going to know the people, but, like, who are you actually going to bond with? That's that's something special that it's, like, it's, like, an unsaid energy, and it's indescribable, but the people who can connect, connect. Yeah, no, exactly. When you know, you know. Exactly. Well, this has been a fun episode. It's been a while since we've done a little chit-chatty one. I know. Actually, I really like that, and I... Um, I'm kind of glad that we did like a Galentine's for Valentine's, um, cause not everyone, you know, has a relationship or wants a relationship right now. And yeah, exactly. Everybody wants friends and everyone deserves friends. And so maybe this can be your sign if you're looking or you're considering, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and going and meeting some new people, consider this that sign. And we are behind you 100% on your journey to making new friends. Yeah. And if you ever need any questions, or I guess if you ever have any questions, or if you ever need any advice from us, you can always hit up our DMs uh, on the Coconut Grove Pod Instagram or via our personal ones, if you'd rather. Uh, we're always here, and we, we love getting to... I mean, obviously, we have a podcast. We love to talk. So anytime that you can get us to talk, I think you'll make us happy. Um, But we're also, like, supportive of you. So we appreciate you listening. So we want to do what we can to help you out. Yeah. If you ever are in L.A. searching for friends, you need some help, you want to meet friends, we would love to chat with you. We've been there ourselves. We've all been there. It's hard. And we are cheering you on. So... Whatever we can do, consider us there. And we'll link some of the resources in the show notes as well. If you are local to LA and just looking for a little bit more, um, we're happy to share that with you. And uh, happy Valentine's Day. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.